When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. We are 33 days away from Kansas State football. I've now officially started counting. After I got my weekend getaway out of the way, kind of hit the reset button, I've kind of I've passed that now threshold. I'm now ready for football to get here. And you may be asking, Mitch, why weren't you ready months ago? It's because I get insanely busy during that time of the year, yeah. and I like my time off. Need a breather. Need a breather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm hands-on. All hands on deck. I mean, I think you'd be weird if you were like the day after. You're like, ready for football season? It'd be weird, you know? Right now, I feel like is the appropriate time to be like getting itchy. Not that big of a dork. No. But I know the, the calendar is getting ready to flip to August. College football with week zero begins in late August. Guys, I'm officially ready for, for it to be here. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Travion Berkland, welcome to the game. Uh, sorry for the hoarse voice. I feel like on Mondays I'm always coming in with a, a weak voice, and I'm not sure why, but I think I have an excuse this weekend because I was out at the lake. Scott, 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 Scott. Oh, sorry. Is it? <laughs> Grandpa's cough medicine a little too much? I'm drunk. Oh, my God. I'm drunk. <laughs> I just meant the after effects. Come on. <laughs> Had a great time at the lake down there at Council Grove with Lindsay and a bunch of her friends, and their kids were there as well. Missed out on the uh, any nasty weather. It was great weather the whole time. Um but of course, had to do a lot of talking out there about conference realignment. Oh, but I no. told you guys, I told you guys on Friday, and I knew a lot of questions going to come my way at the lake, and that's fine. I was ready for it. Uh, but I also said I'm not going to pay attention to anything over the weekend. If news breaks, find me on Monday because I don't get great reception out there. Troy was on call, and I'm sure DG saw a thing or two on the internet. So you guys go ahead. What do I need to know? What's the deal? I saw this somebody's. I saw a report on X that the Big Ten was going to get Clemson, Florida State, uh, Oregon, and Washington. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I saw that. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. And then Mm -hmm. I saw Arizona's coming, and then I saw that uh, Utah's coming after that, and then I saw Washington or uh, Oregon State, and um, what? There's one other one that I was like, what? Um. I believe it was uh, people are still talking uh, West Virginia going to ACC. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> I mean, why if they not? really want them. Why not? They really want them. Duke would be a perfect match for that, I right? Know. You know, they're, they're just going to be thrilled about that idea. It's like one of those rivalries or, or as, you don't even have to work for. Or, you know? or as someone put it, the uh, College of New Jersey at Raleigh. 
Yes. Or at Durham. Yes. Jokingly referred to Duke. Did you say New Jersey? Yes. Because that's the joke that New Jersey's New Jerseyites with money go to Duke. That's why that's they, the first I've ever heard of that. That's why joke. they play in New York City so much. I can tell why I haven't heard it. And you know what's weird to me? You know what another thing? A lot of kids from Philly go to West Virginia. I did not know that either. I had no clue that that was a thing. Like a ton of kids go from Philly, like the suburbs, they go to West Virginia for school. They had no, no, no idea. No I, idea. I, I thought this story was they go to Rutgers. No. Or Temple. No. No. No, no one goes to Rutgers. It's, that's all fake. It's a mob front, dude. They, no one goes. You ever see that principal? They're not principal. The president? The president of Rutgers? Like somebody had like, oh, they're giving her a ticket. She had double parked in front of something. Oh, my. And they were trying to give her a ticket. And she's like, you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Like straight mob style. And Rutgers, man, I'm still not sure. Have you ever seen anybody try to play the car- that card? Do you know who I am in public? If you knew them or you didn't know them, oh yeah, they tried to pull off the. Do you know who I am? I'm gonna have your job and your house oh, yeah. by tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I working down in Aggieville. Everybody knows the owner, and so they're like, right? "Oh, wh- who are you? Sure. I know the owner." And you're like, "So do I." <laughs> like trying to get free drinks. Is that the play? Or oh, oh just just overall rude behavior. I'll, I'll never forget. Um. Working down before it was Tubby's, Joe's Tap Room, and uh, the owner there, people were like always throwing his name around and always be, just being disrespectful and rude and uh, talking about they knew the owner. And like, last call, let's go. They're like, oh, we know the owner. You know, they not even care. And it's like, the, the law doesn't care if you know who the, the law is. You yeah. can't be in here. And they, oh, I know the owner. I know the owner. Who are you? I'll have your job. Oh, I saw that all the time. <laughs> and then maybe I'll off the air, I'll share one with you. It was okay. a really good one. Really, 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 really decent one. Um, but have you ever seen that before? Oh, sure. Ugh. Yeah. And it's a, it's a story I can't share on air either, but it's it's a juicy one. Ugh. It really is. Oh, boy. My, my all-timer would be, and I wasn't present for it, but uh, knowing that my uncle, the former Denver police sergeant, uh, Pulled his badge once when pulled over in Kansas City. Oh. And it worked. Oh, oh. they're like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> that kind of stuff happens? No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the latest on soul, co- by the way. What's the latest on conference realignment? It is uh, what Goldberg said 173 times during his run in WCW undefeated. Who's next? Everybody's mm. pointing their fingers at one point at one time or another. It's Arizona. Arizona's going to be the next. They are the most rumored. Um, We've seen in just about every report that has brought up conference realignment, it's got to be Arizona. It was one of the first schools that were sought after by the Big 12 when conference realignment uh, began. And um, But are they next? Or is it somebody else? Is the Big 12 going to just stay at 14? Are they going to stretch to 16? Saw a a Sports Illustrated uh, report that it could be Oregon and and Washington, but what about Arizona State? Is Utah going to flip? And are they going to change their minds about coming to the Big 12? It's still a lot of questions yet to be answered. But the loudest argument, the loudest report, has been the rumors that it's going to be Arizona, and it could be Arizona as early this as this week. Now, I'm, I'm to the point now where, I mean, it is still exciting. 
I would just like to know who it is, and then we'll just move on because it's not like we're going to throw a, a ticker tape parade for Arizona to join the Big 12. It All we're at right now is just universities, conferences like the Big 12, universities like Colorado having to do what they need to do to continue to either be get that guaranteed money, make the right decision for the university, or the Big 12 is making a move that they feel like is making the conference stronger. It's as simple as that. We're not going to be truly like crazy excited about an addition unless it is Oregon because it's a pretty big brand and about how that could actually launch the Big 12 into a next level of TV rights deals down the future. Tomorrow will be interesting just from the aspect that Pac-12 schools get a little bit of information tomorrow. Apparently, Kliakov has got a meeting with presidents ready to go tomorrow, and will present an offer sheet for a media rights deal. Doesn't sound very good. Well, Doesn't thanks. sound like it's hearty at all. Thanks for killing my 425, 430 oh. segment. Nope. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks we for reading the outline. We can still talk about it. Um, no, go ahead. You, you, so, you know what? I, I, I love this, and I also loathe this subject, because we could talk about this all day, like we did uh, Friday. We could talk about it for two hours. It's easy to talk about. It's fun to talk about. But it also is maddening because no one knows, and everyone's right. pretending they know. Um, I did see uh, someone leaked what the deal is going to be. And it's like, you don't know that. You don't know what the deal is, man. Only one person knows. Well, it's like what Troy just brought up. Klyakov is supposed to make this announcement finally. Right. And I'm like, what do you have now that you didn't have last week that could have kept Colorado in the conference? <clears throat> this can't be very linear. It can't be more than just a ton of streaming on Tubi or Fubi or Sluby or whatever it's called. If they come out in Sluby, dude, I'm like, wait a minute. That's big news. You should have come out, out with that weeks ago. Ugh. There, there, there's just not anything there for them. And that's it, it's, 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 it's one game a week, potentially, or two. Pac-12 after dark, double over. You know, Colorado made – when we look back to this, there's no doubt about it, in my opinion, I, and I've been saying this for weeks, that I, I think this whole last year for the Pac-12 – and of course it's been, it's been a gigantic failure where George Klyovkov has failed in every direction and in every goal, every top goal that the conference has, he has failed. And I know a lot of people – for where the Pac-12 is currently, a lot of the blame should be on Larry Scott. I get that, but George Klyovkov was was brought in to check some boxes and complete some goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he does have a background in TV. Completely misjudged the market, and now this whole thing has been botched, <clears throat> and now he's lost twenty five percent of his conference. Not and o- it could be more. Not only did he misjudge it, he misjudged it on the heels of a conference president in Larry Scott, who had misjudged it previous. So now you have back-to-back presidencies where they've not understood what the marketplace really is at any point. And to to even have had a life preserver at different times presented to Larry Scott and for him to not grasp that, ESPN presented him an opportunity back in 2018 or 2019 to where the Pac-12 could have unloaded the Pac-12 network 
and teamed up with ESPN, and they elected not to, thinking, oh, we're going to get a better rights deal out of this by having our own production arm. What a miscalculation by someone who's paid to make the right ones, you know? It's like the Godfather. You got to have a wartime consigliere, man. These just not the right guys. Probably when the chip, when like the stakes aren't so high, Larry Scott and Klyovkov, maybe they are good enough to run a, a high profile conference. They're they're good enough to do that and smart enough and can make the right moves. But in this situation, where a couple missteps, a couple missteps equal your conference completely crumbling and falling. They just weren't the right pick. And I'm so happy the Big 12 picked the right guy. We picked the right guy. I think in so many ways it shows the difference between the arm of business that Klyakov came from and Larry Scott for that matter. Mm -hmm. Larry Scott came in from the ATP tour. Okay, tennis is kind of an entity that you know is just going to kind of recycle its contract and be okay, it, you know, almost like the PGA has been. You know that it's going to have a contract out there. There aren't any high-stake high negotiations to it. It's a simplistic package to be able to put together. Well, let's take a, a, a break because when we come back, I want to get to what Troy brought, you know, it goes into what we were saying about the next 48 hours for the Pac-12 George, does George Klyovkov actually have a deal in place that he's ready to present? What's next for the Pac-12? Is this legit, or is this just going to be another one of those final nails in the coffin for the Pac-12 that is just seems like it's dead at this point? Not officially, but on its way. Does George actually have a deal? We'll talk about it next. What are you giggling about over there? I just... Oh, no. Did you, uh, did either one of you check out this weekend, Bud Crawford and Errol Spence Jr., the no. welterweight? Oh, no, man, not. it was a huge matchup. All I saw guys. was uh, Theo Vaughn talking to a ring girl at UFC. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was he was backstage too with Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, your boy Justin Gaethje with the head kick. My boy won me some bucks this yeah. weekend too. Yeah, Terrence Bud Crawford making his case for pound for pound best fighter in the world, dismantling Errol Spence this weekend. It was gorgeous. Um, and and the funny part is, is, there's always a tweet, and if you go back. Crawford was uh, calling his shot as far back as five years ago. Yeah, and Errol Spence said, yeah, right, what about me? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. Anyway, but yes, Gaethje, Gaethje made me money this weekend. Man, he's a bad... Mm-hmm. He's a bad bear. Mm-hmm. Coming up at 510, even though we had two guests on Friday to talk Colorado making the jump back to the Big 12, we're not done yet with that topic. I want to talk with Colorado sideline reporter Andy Lindahl, and, and Troy set up this this interview, we actually recorded it earlier, and I got to say, you want to hear somebody from Colorado that's very opinionated on the future of Colorado, the future of the Big 12, the future of the Pac-12? Did Deion Sanders actually have a hand in Colorado making the move? He's got some answers for you, and that's coming up at 510. Meanwhile, boy, I don't know if he was the first reported, and I hate to give him any publicity because you want to talk about an absolute homer. <laughs> For the conference that's burning down, it's John Canzano, which I'm sure he loved Dan Lanning's comments earlier oh, yeah. today about Colorado, about 
oh, they're going to the Big 12. Well, what, did, what did they win for the for the Pac-12 or whatever? You know, talking trash and got a good giggle out of everybody. Maybe a bit harsh, but, well, it sounds like Colorado's got some guaranteed money. Maybe not so much Oregon. Although, if there would be one program that's going to be fine, like, they, they probably don't need a conference. If they really didn't want to moving forward, it would be Oregon. They got that Nike money to bankroll them. They would be just fine. John Canzano reports, as uh, Troy mentioned in the last segment, in the next 48 hours, George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, is set to announce a media rights deal, uh, and then potentially what's next for conference realignment, which San Diego State was brought up. I'm like, John, they could join. They could still join football for 2024. I was like, with what money? <laughs> the... the Let's say George actually has a TV deal ready to go. They're not going to make that money back no. in the first year. It's going to take, I would imagine, a little while to make that money back because it's over $30 million. I can't remember what the money is, but as of the calendar turning to July, that number doubled, and it's like $30-something million. <laughs> money that an organ, a, a university a, that does, just does not have that kind of money. I, I, just thought of, I just thought of who's next for the Big 12. San Diego State. Yeah, just going to take their school that they wanted right yeah. from underneath them. Yeah, come on down. Problematic is the deal that San Diego State just signed to remain oh, in the Mountain West, dude. which, you know, at the end of the day may actually have been a smart move because, you know, you may wind up with the Pac-12 teams that are remaining going Mountain West Mountain anyway. West, and, you know. that, if there's anybody that's going to come out of this thing smelling like roses, it's the Mountain West. They're like, it's finally our time. Oh, yeah, Oregon State? What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> Ian Fitzsimmons on Sirius XM College Sports Radio last hour made a comment, and I immediately told you when I got in, and I found it a little surprising, but he took his dig on Utah related to it because he noted that he talked to a high-up source at Big 12 Media Day, and they... He was informed, essentially, that Utah is not returning phone calls. Mm. And as he put it, you know, come on. You know, you're, you're going to get left behind. And and part of it was one of the things mentioned was that, of course, BYU. They don't want to be seen as following their rival into the Big 12. And, and his comment was, you know, you want to talk about petty. That's petty. You'll enjoy your rival Utah State in the Mountain West. Ugh. What is that? Well, and I, just a rough rundown on it, but that you know, uh, that's essentially the point. That's what you're going to be left with if you're not aggressive in this marketplace now. Well, and I know, I mean, Utah was on such a high horse when they ended up in the Pac-12 and not BYU uh, that you know they're essentially jerks over it, over at the University of Utah, but. I think there's also like programs out there to, that are just not bought in with the current way the Pac or the Big Twelve is going because of Oklahoma and Texas leaving. Mm-hmm. It's not as sexy as it once was. Can it meet where the Big Twelve used to be, or maybe was going to go to if Oklahoma and Texas was still available? I don't know if it goes that far, but I think there is like even with Colorado, like I'm sure there's those people at Colorado that are like. Okay, this is maybe the move for right now, but th- is this long term? Maybe not, because something better might be opening up for Colorado in the future, and it's something the Big Twelve can't give them potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe I, others think that as well. 
at some point, <clears throat> at some point, the bubble does have to burst. At some, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, Agreed. you know, it, it just. It can't keep going like this. Well, and and that's where I think there's a little bit of leakage in that bubble right now because of what we just saw with ESPN making its cuts Mm -hmm. and what cuts then are going to follow along. The longer the writer strike goes on, that also plays a a factor. Writers and and actors strike in Hollywood does play a factor Mm -hmm. in some of this because it's entertainment dollars that deal with the streaming networks. Well, Disney's got their tie-ins. CBS has their tie-ins with the Paramount Plus stuff. I mean, everybody's leveraged in streaming right now as well as their cable and over-the-air channels. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a lot at play right now that financially isn't good news for anybody that is in that marketplace. And I think it'll it will perfectly said, and I think there's a small little piece of me that believes all we need is a Brett Yormark kind of person to convince some people that what the fans want is regionality back. Someone's gonna take tap into that and say we don't care for this Florida team playing at California. That's not what we want. We don't know them. That's not what we're looking for. We want our old neighbors back, and we want our old rivalries. It just takes one person to convince somebody, and all of a sudden I think we're going to see a a shift back towards that. A conversation I I heard this morning regarding that. When you go back to 1984, and, and I keep pointing at this, the two things that were the seminal changes for NCAA football, the Supreme Court case that Oklahoma slash Georgia won, that stopped the NCAA from being able to market football and have the control over college football TV rights. The other was SMU being put on the death penalty. Those two things combined to take power away from the NCAA at the end of the day. And in the process, that's where the splintering of college football began, to move away from the regionality. SMU getting the death penalty is why Texas, Texas A&M, and Texas Tech were desperately looking for a new home, wanting out of the Southwest Conference. They were in a situation where they couldn't get TV dollars because they had too many teams that were on NCAA probation, or in SMU's case, not even playing. You know that w- that was TV money that went down the tubes. Every time you had a program on a probation that included a TV ban, or in the case of SMU, you had them out of the loop. Texas couldn't make any money on that from TV, and right at that point, again, Oklahoma, Georgia essentially won the rights for schools and conferences to be able to market those third-tier rights. So the Southwestern Conference was being left behind because of it. That's how you got formation of the Big 12. It's how you got formation of the 16-team WAC for what it lasted, uh, and things progressed from there. You would have to go back to a situation where it's the NCAA overseeing the TV deals for it to come back to regionality. And that's not going to happen anytime anytime soon, I guess. They're more interested in making sure that they've got something in place in Congress and and federal law that usurps everything at the state level 
in regards to NIL and enforcement and all of that stuff. They're more worried about the players and finances on that end than they are about actually saving the game of college football as it stands. So let's get back to George Klyovkov and what he can potentially present to the Pac-12 presidents and ADs coming up in the next 48 hours. And I mean, the Pac-12 is in a situation that the Big 12 was in back in 2010, Mm. where they had 12, and now they got schools going in all different directions. Now with nine and potentially an fourth going to be leaving to bring it down to eight, Pac-12 has got to be looking at conference realignment, but also they don't have a TV deal. Their current one is set to expire in less than a year. Yeah, that's where the that's where the problem really exacerbates for them because at least when the Big 12 lost teams, they had a TV contract still in hand. Pac-12 does not. They don't have anything, but apparently George Klyovkov says, well, we actually might have something. And I'm like, first of all, I think we've heard this strategy before, as in a week and a half ago, as in what was the final straw for Colorado when they didn't hear any numbers, they didn't hear any specifics. That was promised to them from George Klyovkov. It was a major disappointing meeting, and now George is going to try to do this again. Maybe he does have something, but I guarantee you it'll be a major disappointment to the remaining nine in the Pac-12 because – If it was something that good, it would have been announced before or during Pac-12 Media Day. It would have been something they were just gloating about and proud of themselves to getting for George to get done after he was just thrashed by everybody in college football because he's not getting the job done. If it was that good, it would have already been done. You cannot tell me that George Klyovkov got something done by Wednesday of last week that's going to be satisfying to the the rest of the nine and is going to bring a couple group of fives to the Pac-12 so they can at least maybe get to 10 or 11. I it's still, not going to happen. I still say that he and, and his predecessor both were in a mindset, hey, it's the Pac-12, it'll automatically sell itself. Mm-hmm. It will always sell itself because we've got USC and UCLA and we've got Washington and we've got Oregon. And we're on the West Coast and it will sell because – It is the mighty Pac-12. Then you get Brett Yormark in place in the Big 12, who is used to being aggressive when it comes to packaging deals, because that's the way that the NBA operates. And that's who he was working with, the NBA and, and with the Nets, and working then in the agency side. You know, for crying out loud, he learned a lot, but also taught a lot, I really think, to everybody that was involved in the company tied around Mm Jay-Z in terms of how you market and how you run sports franchises and how you run sports programs and how you go about that. For someone aggressive to come into the position that Yormark did with the Big 12 completely upends the Pac-12 mindset of, well, we're just going to sit here and it will come to us. It's not that way anymore. No. And and it's not going to be that way. No. And you know, it this thing has changed so much like you said in 39 years. Since 1984, it's changed so much. It reminds me of somebody that opens a bar in Aggieville and they're like, 
Oh, I'm yeah. in Aggieville, and I'm just going to open the door, and it's going to be people are going to be in there. They're going to buy drinks. I'm going to get rich. All I got to do is open the door. No, no, you have to do some work. You have to do, so, and you have to change with the times, and you have to see the times changing. Dusty bookshelf, prime example from last week, but their announcement that they that they're putting themselves up for sale. Thirty nine years ago, you weren't buying books online. Thirty nine oh. years ago. It stinks. It stinks. And that and that place was a legacy. Yeah, it stinks. Exactly. It stinks. It just like you. This these two guys have combined for the Pac-12 to have messed up. This ain't a car wash. You know what I'm saying? You don't just like just open it up and let it roll. Thirty nine years. Everything has changed so dramatically. Everything's changed dramatically in the last ten years. And they just weren't willing to budge. And, you know, we were kind of talking about it off the air. What is up with some of these schools that are still sitting there going, well, I want to hear what he has to say. What a, what a poor I mean, judgment. some of them don't have a better option. I know that I mean, there's a group that doesn't. We Let's just do Stanford does not. Cal, I don't know. I mean, their, their best hope is, of course, the Big Ten. Cal's, the- Cal's best hope. Cal's best hope is that they shutter the football team. They are hemorrhaging money. They are the worst managed like athletic department in that whole entire conference. Which, which, by the way, is saying something because if you look at the rest of the state, there's San Jose State, which hasn't exactly been flush. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and think of all the Olympic sports that Stanford has. And they right. excel Right. Dude, uh, Topeka product that that girl that candidate girl oh, Nyjah like, Kennedy man. yeah yeah you know they just tore it softball. up softball you know and uh, swimming is like they're like the best tennis all that stuff golf um, baseball as well doesn't matter um, Wazoo or yeah you got Washington State and Oregon State and Oregon State was it yesterday or like a couple of days ago that they're like we're loyal to the to Pac twelve of course you yeah, are right because nobody wants you right and right. I honestly I I kind of feel sorry for you I do too but I do too I I do too because Washington State and Oregon State they are it's mirror images of what could have happened to K State I would like to think. <laughs> That we have some proactive people at Kansas State University that would have fought for Kansas State instead of taking this approach to wait and see. Don't know what's going on. I would have brought your Mark Jr. the hell out of K State and been like, "Hey, man, we'll go anywhere, do anything, play anybody. Let's go. Let's get in a new conference." I hope this is a lesson to everybody. It does not pay to sit back and wait. You have to be proactive, and you have to fight for your school because you could be like those schools, plus Oregon and Washington, sitting on your hands waiting. Oregon State used to be great at football. Mm -hmm. They're closer to Portland than than Eugene is. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's been a number of years since I've been to Corvallis, and just pulling in, just looking at the – facilities that they have it's just the effort Mm -hmm. the effort in the money that you know oregon state wishes they had versus oregon oregon i mean they 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 got the silver or the golden spoon really the golden spoon of any spoon yes and that's being backed by the nike money Uh And, and oregon state has never been anything close to that and even though they have the proximity to portland 
You would think they could be equals in in a better life, could be equals with Oregon, but it's nowhere close. Oof. They're Unbelievable. So, I know. Just the 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 real predicament, the pickle that those schools up there, those four schools in particular, see uh, they find themselves in currently. Um my condolences, but yeah, there, there, but for the grace of God, go I. <laughs> for sure. I mean, honestly, sure. to, to break it down that way, yeah. there, but for the grace of God, goes K State. And meanwhile, I'm like, you know, what if Arizona does come over? What does Arizona State do? That's the part I don't understand uh, in that entire discussion. But apparently, they believe that the Board of Regents will allow them to make a move that doesn't include Arizona State. And. And for for all of our discussion about you know the uh, the rivalry between KU and K State, our board of regents has been strong in the past in making very clear that they are tied when it comes to the conference. May not be in the future, but if you're Arizona State, um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what the thought process well, it, is there. It especially seems you know your mark is so committed to bring in a UConn or a Gonzaga. Or maybe just you know like a basketball only type of school or program like and UConn would obviously be all sports involved, but with those kind of goals, it's like you know if Arizona does come over and you're at fourteen, you're I don't I don't think you're entertaining in Arizona State unless Utah's ready to go right or Oregon's ready to go <clears throat> right like they're not coming over alone. You're not just going to fifteen to bring in Arizona State. Now they're in a really tough spot. I don't know. It seems like man. In any direction you look, the Pac-12 is a mess. I I cannot find a way that everybody's no. happy. No, Somebody no. is just going to be absolutely left in a horrible, crummy situation unless George Klyovkov pulls off a miracle, mm-hmm. and that miracle's in the next forty-eight hours. It has to be the the like, and we were talking off the air, off the air. Um, you go into these TV deals. This is a negotiation. Uh, normally negotiations don't start with a guy begging and pleading for you to give them money. That's not how it works. And he's, there's not a boardroom he can go into. And I mean, any deal that he had, had in, it was included Colorado. It had to have, you know, and now sure. they're gone. So to go back and renegotiate a better deal? Well, that's the thing. I was like, that's why this deal cannot be linear. No. As it, what that no. means is you're not talking – ESPNs, Fox, CBS, NBC, ABC. You're, you're talking Apple. Singular. This, this, this is a deal that has been sitting on GK's desk for how long because it's already been turned down by the presidents. Mm. That's what we got. How, you don't want to do business with somebody that's you know losing employees and losing you know a quarter of of what you're banking on to bring you all this money. They've already lost three schools, and they're on the verge of losing a fourth. How, how is anybody going to listen to them and think, well, the future's legit? Oh, here's the other thing that we haven't even touched on. How would you like to be the Rose Bowl right now? Oh. They were already losing money, right? Like, the Rose Bowl already wasn't looking great, and now, yikes. You got to just say whatever... <laughs> If UCLA or USC's bowl eligible, they're coming here. That, that's it. Everybody else, whatever. I can't believe how this is. This is, and I, I am so. 
it's just crazy to think this could have been K State fans. We could have been in this boat. We could have been in this two boat. years ago. That's where we felt we were headed. Yeah, and it's 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 a crying shame. Yeah, but did you ever think KU going to the Big Ten was serious? No, 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 <clears throat> no. because nobody in the Big Ten had a a Brett Yormark vision of you know what the untapped potential is basketball. He's at, he went up and asked, "How come it doesn't make no money? How come it's not a big deal?" Well, you know, and on top of that, you had a football guy as your yeah. conference leader right. at the time. I mean, Kevin Warren came in from the pro football realm, and he leaves for the pro football realm. By the way, Big Ten absolutely no ish or uh, no interest right now in adding any more teams. That has not changed. No, they're not yeah. going to. They're not going to add anybody unless it's like. You know, Clemson, Florida State. <laughs> Where you're like, well, if you really do, I think we kind of have to take you. Kind of have to take you. But then, uh, but the right, Troy, their TV rights deal does not allow to the to for them to add anybody without a penalty or like without like a lesser amount coming towards their university for a while. Correct. It's not prorated. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. It's so funny. Like their deal, like just is you said the the leaks are starting to appear in different spots in this whole thing and the Big Ten's deal, man, ouch. They can't even they couldn't make a move they wanted to, but I know they don't want to. I know that after the USC UCLA thing, they were caught off guard. All the oh, all absolutely those were so caught off guard. And they said, you know what, you're fired and we're done. And poor Washington and Oregon still thinking they're gonna get an invite. As a fan I would be as a fan I would be just dreaming and hoping and praying. At the last second, the Big Ten's like, psych, come on well, down. The, George Kleofka, I keep calling George. I think we're on a first-name basis by yeah, now. Yeah, we are. Um, Oregon is all he's got. Yeah. yeah. That's all he's got. How utterly amazing is that? And does he? You know? Right. They haven't said one thing. I haven't heard one thing from anybody from Oregon. Not one. It's like, dude... Phil, start a start a, a, a TV network, okay, and then broadcast us. Our broadcast our games. Use that Nike money for something. It's crazy. It's cr- I haven't heard one thing. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll probably finish up the first hour coming up next. And by the way, still coming up at five ten, we're going to talk with Colorado sideline reporter Andy Lindahl, who is very opinionated. We talked earlier today, very opinionated about the future of everybody. <clears throat> And what you know, Colorado's goals are, they want to be a long-term school with the Big 12. That's coming up at 510 up next. Do want to touch on Travis Kelsey being a little too feisty at training camp. And rest in peace to a legend after these words. All right, let's finish up hour one of the game. I did want to get to Travis Kelsey because I saw his name pop up a couple of times for little scuffles at training camp. I'm like, who the hell is trying to mess with Travis Kelsey? He's a made man. Do you want to get 86th right away for taking cheap shots? And then I saw the videos, and I was like, well, it's not cheap. You know, it's just what, it's what guys do during training camp, way after the whistle, still trying to punch after the football. And Travis Kelsey took it, maybe you could call it a step too far. No. This was a couple of days ago. Jack Cochran, who's a linebacker, backup linebacker. It's his second year with the Chiefs, and um, he's – 
doing that thing, you know, kind of getting after the uh, the veteran, poking at the football well after the uh, whistle. And what does Travis do? He throws a left hand. Mm -hmm. Guy's wearing his helmet. Now they're wearing the pads (laughs) on the helmets. But he throws the left hand, and people are like, whoa, Mm -hmm. Travis, letting the tiger out of the cage. Yep. Let's put that tiger back in the cage. It's just training camp, bud. You're good to go. You're on this team. Mm-hmm. Little need to th- be throwing punches. Uh, Want to shout out Troy here. He pulled this clip from earlier today as Andy Reid made a comment on the punch. We got new guys and everybody's competing. And uh, I'm okay with Chippy. That's all right. You know, you got to have an edge and uh, and then you got to maintain that. So it's it's well and good when it's one practice one and two, but. You got to keep, you know, you got to keep challenging each other as it goes through. Do you think Travis even needed to say anything publicly yesterday? Well, he's, one, you know, he's one of our team leaders, so um, he felt it, and so he did. Yeah, that's all right. I'm, just glad- I'm gonna kill it there. I mean, there was a crowd on hand. There's. A lot of kids there look up to Travis Kelsey, and I'm sure, like, you know, a lot of eyeballs saw that. A lot of eyeballs are going to see it because I'm sure somebody got it on film and they're going to put it on Twitter or whatever. I had to say something, but I'm like, man, I agree with Andy Reid. You don't see any training camp without pushing and shoving at the very least. Right. Punches once in a while happens every year. I'm sure if Hard Knocks was at every training camp, they would have footage of it every year at all 32. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon, but it did remind me of when I was in high school. I swear to God. Coach Hayes, if you're listening, I swear you put one of these JV linemen up to it because I know when I was starting at nose guard on a 3-3 defense, by the way, Uh-oh. Um, one practice, there was a lineman after every play during our scrimmage would grab my nipples. <laughs> now, I mean. <laughs> and, I, and I got to the point. God. I was so teed off. I punched him. Yeah. It's one thing to punch at the ball, but to pinch a guy's nipples? And then, come on. And then coach was like, like, I'm pretty sure he's trying not to laugh. He's like, Fortner, what are you doing? And I'm like, (laughs) okay. After I got that reaction from coach, who I I know, like, he he can have a temper and make somebody run if they really need to and punch him, he would have. Yeah. But, like, kind of laughed it off. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Somebody put them up to it. Like, I think they were just trying to make me mad or something or whatever, but it worked. (laughs) I'm not saying that's what they're trying to do with Travis Kelsey. just reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. But if you're not seeing punches, you're not seeing enough competitive spirit. It's like he said, Chippy's fine. That's Chippy. That's what it is. You just don't want Travis Kelsey to You don't want him to knock a guy. Oh, yeah. uh, Don't break your hand, bud. You don't want him to knock a guy out or something, but it's like, this is football. It's 110 degrees. You're out there competing, fighting, slamming into each other. It's going to happen. No big deal. No. no. I bet you that kid's not mad. <laughs> you know, it's football, man. People Actually, mad. breaking news, concussion. <laughs> no, I think he. I think he's fine. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mitch Holtis will be on the show Wednesday at 440. Ooh. We are going to talk tre- Chiefs tra- training, training camp. He's already sent me a clip. With Felix, Uh-oh. so we're gonna hear about Felix and DK Uzama. And by the way, let's let's finish the hour. Uh, rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman passed away earlier today at the age of seventy. Um, you guys are older than I am. Was he a big part of your childhood? No, he was a part of my childhood only in that Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out in the midst of that stretch there where I just had in high school. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the stolen bike. I think is a legendary film. Absolutely. Paul Rubens creeps me out, man. 
He still, though, was a tremendous vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. I forgot about the that. The all-time death scene of death scenes. But the dance scene to tequila. Mm-hmm. Also, Dottie, I'm in Texas. Love the that. stars at night. Or, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Someone, great scene. Someone the way, shared the clip. Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I mean, she made it big. Did you, she was uh, Tommy Pickles in Rugrats. She was the oh, voice. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, hour to the game. Coming up next, Colorado sideline reporter Annie Lindahl. So it's your local news.